Welcome to Making More Money for You with Magnus Carter. Whether you feel that you don't have enough money to start investing or are under the preconceived notion that investing is only for the wealthy, Magnus and his expert guests are here to help you. Now here is your host, Magnus Carter. Good day, everybody. Uh, I'm your host, Magnus Carter, and we are on the Making More Money for You show, a Voice America business channel. Thank you for tuning in. Well, just to recap a little bit what you missed last week is I had a very interesting and entertaining guest on, David Parker, and we talked about his book, um, Income and Wealth. Uh, We also talked about his uh, other book a little bit as a conservative in San Francisco. Uh, We talked about how the both are kind of not intertwined, and we went on his point of view on that and how it affects our current situation if you're interested in finding out more about that click on the little subscribe little subscribe button you can also view it on any of our syndications that are streaming worldwide also speaking of that as i actually have a facebook group out now uh the making more money for you facebook group that entails what the this radio show and the books are about so if you want to learn out, uh, get together, have some more conversations about some of the topics that we're covering or see some topics that you would like to cover in the future, head over to Facebook and uh, join the group, answer a couple quick questions and uh, become part of the be part of this. So that brings me back to today and where we are at right now is this time of year. It is the end of August and some, if not some of us have gone back to school or planning to go back to school after Labor Day, but uh, it's that time of year where we have to say goodbye to the summer vacation. And that is a major letdown for a lot of people, uh, young and old alike, whether you're a student in grade school going for the first time, uh, going to sixth grade or going to middle school or high school or even college, or if you're on the other side of the desk, uh, school administration, school teachers, faculty, or anybody that's involved with the schooling in general. So I know everybody's doing this topic right now, but I'm going to try, try to take it for a little spin on, on this, like how we always, how I always try to do and mostly accomplish on this show is showing you how you can actually make money even when you're going back to school and actually saving some of the money with some of the, the normal tricks uh, some of the uh, not so normal things that are actually overlooked, and we're gonna we're gonna go through that on both sides of the desk today. We're gonna do it from definitely from the the parent side, the student side, and we're also going to talk about how the teachers are are spending and saving money for for this school year. Now, we're finally getting back to somewhat of a normal life after the last couple of years, where everything was so messed up. Uh, at, Either we had hybrid schools going on, we had homeschooling going on. We didn't have, sometimes we didn't even have school in general going on, and that's a lot to take in now. And the heart, one of the hardest parts of getting back into these types of things, actually getting back into schooling and socializing, is setting up schedules. One thing that we want to, you know, I want to go over is, you know, how important is a schedule? Over the summer, we really don't have schedules. Uh, if you're working, our schedules kind of get mixed up because we're working from home. We have uh, people in the house. We have to go and do things. We have to run innards. But the importance of actually setting a schedule for your academic person, uh, your your child, or even yourself, if you're going back to school, is quite uh, 
very actually very very important because you get in the habit of actually getting things done it saves time in the long run but it's also a lot of work in the beginning and a lot of people uh, i was definitely included in this one going through college and going through high school is i always like to wait till the last moment on a lot of things because i figured felt more i would get more creative and i would feel more um, productive if you will but some people feel like that. And then there's some other people that feel on the opposite side where they're preparing for everything and kind of preparing for everything and anything that could possibly go. Uh, but there's also a happy medium in there where you set a schedule up that can be, that's flexible where you have a set time to study. You have a set time to read. You have a set time to do your homework, uh, spend time with your friends, still, still video game. If you're video, <laughs> you know, a big video gamer or spend time outside there, there's ways to actually do this, and it, it's the little things that you do over a long amount of time that will get you the most consistent results and keep you, you know, the course for the rest of the year. And one of those things that I like to do is I like to set up uh, what I'm going to wear, uh, especially if it's a business school, if you're going to a private school is, you know, get everything pressed and neat. And sort of put together before the next day so you're not fumbling through your closets, trying to find things, especially at 6 o'clock in the morning when you're trying to get up and get the bus. Or if you have to be on campus at 8 o'clock in the morning or actually have to be in the school that your parents have to take you to. So all these, that that is one of the major things that I found was once once I started doing that, I actually, if or I have a couple things laid out maybe for the week, I'll actually pick one. Even though it's not the right one that I wanted to wear to it next day, it's more or less knowing I have a couple choices already pre-made and all I got to do is just grab one. That was one of the major things. Uh, a second thing while doing that is everybody gets hungry. Uh, I know I struggle with this quite a bit, especially on co- when in college, was finding something to eat before going to class. And... One of the the main thing that I found out with that was I wasn't concentrating on the schoolwork. I would drown out from teachers. I would actually find any which way possible to get out of class to go find something to eat because that hunger feeling that you have, it just takes your mind and it doesn't put it where it needs to be when you're learning. So I've tried to figure out even taking small snacks in my with my books or in my bag, my book bag or uh, laptop case, whatever I had with me, just in case in case I did oversleep or if I had something um, just in case I had breakfast, but I was still hung, a little bit hungry later. So, you know, these these are the little tips and tricks to get started, start getting a schedule and make sure when you're doing your schedule is you understand where your classes are. Uh, when you are doing that, what you need to wear for those classes, what types of books you need for these classes, uh, and other supplies. Which brings me to a great point with supplies. Now is actually the one of the best times to buy your schooling supplies because everything is, all the stores are overstocked with them. Your Amazon, your Walmarts, your, well, not really Staples anymore. Everything is ordered online with Staples. But that's the way they are. But where you normally buy office supplies, is overstocked right now because they're expecting that rush of people to come in and buy all these things. But what people don't realize is they're buying one or two things to get them started through, through the school year um, and then buy them as they need, as they go on. But if you stock up now, like a notebook right now, maybe a dollar, 
$25, maybe two bucks right now. But later on when it's off sale, it's like three or four bucks. You get four or five notebooks that don't go bad as long as you keep them dry and keep them in a safe, you know, in a place where um, an infant can't get on or a dog can't chew them will actually get you through the whole school year. So you're only buying supplies once. Another thing, uh, another supply that is normally uh, overlooked is buying pens with the paper. Uh, of course, you buy one or two packs of pens, then you start losing them or people borrow them or they break. You leave them in the washer. Uh, not to say that I've done any of those things, but it does happen. I've heard from time to time that it can happen. So and pencils, uh, whatever. If you take a math class, you need a pencil or or a history class to take notes with. You know, these these types of things, anything that's school related and uh, um supply oriented and this goes for teachers as well because they use an awful lot because instead of working for one person they're working they're looking for 30 people or 40 people depending on what the class is the best time to do uh, to stock up is actually uh two weeks ago prior to school into this time until all all the supplies are gone so once the supplies are gone and the over purchasing is gone and and when the company makes back all the money and then some that they put out for bulk buying the prices go back up and also we have that shortage of supply going on the supply and demand thing going on where supply is very low and the demands are really high so one of those things to do is you know buy bulk before school have it stacked up uh pencil pens notebooks like i said before highlighters eraser erasers uh and any of the staples uh, staplers any of that stuff can be bought and just put aside for a while and then take them as you need as you go through things. Uh, folders are another great thing to keep organized. One thing that you want to definitely get in touch with right now as you're starting out is being organized. Have like a like a method, like some sort of method that is adaptable. Uh, what I mean by adaptable is uh, color code things like your history books are are red or your uh, your math books are are uh, white or green or yellow by sub. It also gets in your brain that when you go look for something, you're not wasting time. You're seeing, oh, I need this, this, and this, and these are my next classes, and you just pull them out because you know the colors. But stay consistent with the colors throughout the year because if you go through halfway through the year, you switch colors or your notebook runs out, and you switch a yellow for a red, uh, that can lead for a bad class and you know forgetting of homework and getting in troubles and nobody likes doing that because you hear about not having everything done and then you're wasting time and you just have a bad day all around uh so that is one of the main things to do uh while we're talking about buying things technology there's actually two or three times a year when it's the best time to buy technology like laptops cell not really cell phones but tablets uh, anything electronic that could be used for schooling or office work is pretty much by school uh, by before school because one it's right around the Christmas time so their companies are actually looking to get rid of what they're of their overstock of things so they'll actually put them on sale and plus on as a bonus uh, the sales also are a little bit higher because of back to school because people need them. Uh, whether they got broken over the over summer break or they become outdated, you run out of space, you know this, and the technology out there is constantly changing. So, 
with selling them so a little bit cheaper now they're also getting ready for the next line of things to come out by the by christmas time and by the uh by the beginning of the new year so manufacturers kind of know what they're doing right now and they have this plan already set up and, and it's work and it works not a lot of people understand that that buying a, a either a, a computer some sort of computer program uh p- computer today in this time frame is better than buying it over the summer and then preparing for it. So do that. Or, you know, if you have something now and it's kind of on its way out, see if you can wait till like Christmas time, Christmas time is definitely the second best time of the year to buy it because you do have what's left over. You have used computers and you also have the new models that are coming out that people are, are wanting and, and needing and uh, because more power, more speed at, at a more affordable price. Which brings me to some some specs that uh, for the new people out there that ha- that kind of know what they want but don't really understand why some of the the prices are the way they are is computers are normally all computer manufacturers are basically have the same guts inside of them more it's more or less what kind what features do you want and what are you going to use it for I'm gonna run down a couple of quick specs that you can keep keep in mind when you're buying your next computer. So it saves you a little bit of trouble and a little bit of time less spent in a store and trying to determine what whether do you want an HP or do you want a an e-machine or well no e-machines aren't aren't around anymore I don't think or an Acer or a Dell computer is what you need is uh, enough uh, hard drive space 512 gigabytes or a terabyte or even two terabytes is what you're what you're looking to get there 512 being the minimum anything like 256 or 128. You will fill that thing up fast with updates and with programs. They're more or less for that size hard drive is mainly for your your internet browsing or just surfing the internet, just uh, a backup computer, if you will. Another thing you want to look at for on a computer is also memory. You need at least 16 megabytes of memory, 16 gigabytes, sorry. We're not in the 80s anymore. 16 gigabytes of memory minimum to run most programs today and have multiple programs running and uh, which leads me to a processor is what you want at least an i5 in in intel or um a ryzen 5 in the amd infrastructure uh it, granted each one of these has its own special uh special caveats to them uh ryzen's more or less for gaming uh intel's kind of on the gaming more productive side but both of them are comparable in performance. You don't want to go below an i5 or or a Ryzen 5. Which brings me to uh if you go for i7 or Ryzen 7, you're more or less using that for power. Um they're mainly made for more of a multiple definitely uh graphics oriented types of uh applications. You know you're going to be using it very heavily with uh multiple way more multiple programs running in the background and it'll keep up with the speed. Uh, so that uh, screen size, uh, normally 14 to 17 inch. You don't want to go less than a 14, especially nowadays. They're so lightweight and all the LED screens, it makes them lightweight and the battery life is pretty good. So uh, you definitely want something with uh, blue, everything comes with Bluetooth now. Everything has USB drive, USB. So you definitely want to get something similar. What you have, actually, you want to get something that's going to last you maybe a year or two in the future. That's what you're mainly mainly buying for. 
because everything's di- uh, going so fast with electronics and your your application is going to change and you want something that's going to change with you over time and definitely upgradable. So that'll t- actually take care of the, the hardware aspect. Now, the software aspect I'm going to go into is with college students, some some high school students, some high schools and even some grade schools now have uh, software stores in their bookstores. Or if you go to a bookstore that has like an academic bookstore, they have software there for you that is heavily discounted because they buy such such masses of it. Uh, your office, uh, your office subscriptions, your operating systems, whatever specialized programs that you need for your classes, definitely check out your bookstores. Uh, you will save a ton of money if you go through your bookstores. And that's what not a lot of people do that because they'll actually just go on to go on the website that they have on their laptop and they'll just buy it. And it also goes for antiviruses. The most the antiviruses I recommend for any new computer now is Kaspersky and Bitdefender. Uh, Norton and McAfee, way high, too much utilization of backend processes. It slows your computer down tremendously. Uh, that's exactly what I found out. And that as being a IT professional, those are the ones I recommend. Uh, you can get multiple years and with multiple devices for a better price than you can for the McAfee and for the Norton or semantic now that they call, which, uh, also brings me to, oh my, um, uh, with the, with doing the computers and stuff, you definitely need to make sure that your cell phones are updated because you're going to need your cell phones. Uh, make sure you can integrate your cell phones with your with your laptops as well. You know, all the everybody is technology has lots of technology now. We need it. We use it more and more every day um, as a tool, sometimes as a crutch or as a uh, a time filler. So when we get into when we get into that, we got to make sure that we have enough uh, battery and we have the accessories proper for what we're going to use the job for. So when we do that, uh, a lot of the a lot of the the uses and the fundamentals of of a computer go out the window because we're just used to having it right here at our fingertips. But to buy that, make sure you go buy through uh, some of those recommendations I give you. Brands really don't matter. They pretty much have all the same things, like I was saying before. And uh, uh, whatever you decide to use, it's it's not that bad to actually get the warranty on it as well. Uh, just, just going to put that out there because accidents happen. Screens crack, uh, things get dropped, uh, water spills on them. So look into that as well as an investment, because if you're going to keep that laptop for a couple of years, you definitely want to keep it running and keeping it up to date. Uh, make sure you do your updates, uh, for security purposes. So we're actually going to, uh, stop on that for right now because we we did we talked quite a bit about getting you know from getting your mindset and somewhat of a schedule ready to buying supplies which we we're all going to need supplies because the school the schooling system supplies some of it but it's on it's on us as uh either parents or students ourselves to get the items we need to get to prepare for the school year and by buying the right things, you're going to save time, you're going to save money, and you're going to save energy because you have the items that you need and you can use them efficiently. So when we do that, is that's one less headache that we have to worry about and we can actually concentrate more on 
the coursework, uh, spending some more time with friends and family. And also while we're spending time with friends and family is uh, learning, you know, what class goes with what. So um, we're going to actually take a break shortly. But before we do, I just want to put it out there that the Facebook group that is out there and some of my books out that are out now will actually help you do this because what we're going to go into next is budgeting. We're going to do with college college people and we're going to talk more about the, the upper level uh, students and parents and teachers about budgeting and how to actually get get right uh, for the first time of the year and, and make sure that you don't run out of money and you don't run out of anything. So if you guys uh, take a quick break, uh, thank you for tuning in. And uh, we're going to be a back after a couple minutes of uh, commercials. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. The latest business information is made simple with the Voice America Business Network. The professionals in the business world bring you live talk radio shows featuring an array of business topics, strategies for building wealth, sales and marketing, stock trading, investing, and business technology. Voice America business hosts are professionals in their fields and bring to the airwaves weekly business discussions that offer up-to-date information, advice, and education. The Voice America Business Network. The bottom line in business talk. Everyone deserves the opportunity to have access to the knowledge to make their own choices when it comes to where their money goes. Listening to Making More Money for You with Magnus Carter will give you that access. Investing isn't just for the wealthy. Making More Money for You, Tuesdays at 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You're listening to Making More Money for You with Magnus Carter. If you have any questions for Magnus or his guests, join us on the show at 866-472-5789. That's 866-472-5789. Now back to the show. Here is Magnus Carter. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the show. This is the Making More Money for You sh show on Voice America. I'm your host, Magnus Carter. Uh, we we're actually talking about getting back into school. The first part of this, the first segment of the show was actually buying supplies. Uh, the, some of the benefits of actually getting in the schedule, uh, buying some sort of technology that you need for your schooling and when to buy it. And we're actually back now, which I left off that which is about money. Uh, one thing we actually all need is money to actually go to school, uh, to either buy lunches, buy supplies, uh, pay tuition. If we're in college, uh, pay, pay school taxes, all that fun stuff. We're not going to worry about the taxing and the everything. 
Uh, we're mainly focusing on the purchasing and getting the student and teacher back into the swing of things and saving money as a uh, a byproduct of doing that and streamlining the year, the beginning of the year to help uh, provide a better outcome at the end of the year and have some fun in the middle. So while I left off is I was talking about budgeting. A lot of things, a lot of young people don't understand about budgeting. And, and it's fact is because, well, one high schools normally haven't taught about taught this subject very well, or if they have, it's, it was very minuscule and overlooked. Uh, a lot of the nuances are overlooked in some of the textbooks is when we, when we're trying to do budgeting is we're trying to figure out where money goes and how much to put of, of my money into certain categories, whether it's, Food, entertainment, uh, bills, tuition, uh, cars, um, items for the cars is the people now that are actually working have an income. uh, The best way to do things is not by trial and error. By no means is that is that the best way to do things. And uh, a lot of us uh, that have by that have gone past the stage of life. All agree that trial and error is the the worst way of doing things, and when we talk about it, when we talk to younger younger generations and younger people, and altogether, it's like, oh, I know it. We get the I know aspect, and I can do much better, and we don't need to talk about this all, over and over again. But sometimes we actually do, even when we get the eye rolls or we get the I can do that, and I don't really need to hear this, but. All in all is all we're trying to do is make it a little bit better for that person uh, and easier to not make the same same mistakes we have. But on, on the flip side of that coin, the only people, the only way people learn is by doing it and failing and not really failing, but learning the lessons the hard way instead of actually taking the knowledge and wisdom that's given to them, which is completely understandable. And one thing that I did with my first book was I, I broke that down. I for sure broke it down in a way that it's not, it's not overlooking. It's not uh con condemning or uh, looking down upon or anything. It's more or less. I'm, I'm talking to you at, uh, we're talking as if we're talking right now on the radio show is taking what you have into consideration right here and right now, and making sure that you have enough money to get to where you need to go and also to save for the future in the long run. Uh, some major things that we can do with this is, uh, like I said before, is buying in bulk, buying at the right times of the year, going to the right uh, facilities to buy things uh, like your Costco's, your Walmart's, online stores, not your name name online stores either. Is If you do a little searching, a little digging, you might find it actually $5, $10 cheaper somewhere else with free shipping instead of paying what as soon as you found it and paying the shipping price. And uh, it's a little bit of, if you look at it like a research project is like, Oh, all right, I want this, but I don't want to spend this amount of money. And this is uh, you go in with your ideal of what you want to spend. Uh, sort of like buying a car, uh, buying uh, or buying some, like your computer or uh, your cell phone, for example, as well, instead of just going out buying the latest and greatest one, you actually go through and you you look, this is what I need to do, the job that I needed to do. And actually buying it a little bit 
more robust than what you need it to do so you can grow into it over time. That's one of the things I found out while doing scuba diving. Instead of buying something right now that I can use, I actually was smart about it, and I listened to my instructors and I listened to the shop owners, is I bought something that is a little bit more money now, but it's something that I'm going to grow into over my years of actually diving. So uh, we're doing the same thing here as we're working uh, towards the school year. So if you go in uh, like your textbooks, one one main thing is textbooks. Textbooks are brand new or um, multiple textbooks are brand new that you need to purchase before college. So one thing that I found out was buy used textbooks, always buy used textbooks on either Amazon or uh, eBay uh, is another great source, uh, Facebook, Facebook marketplace. You know, somebody has, has taken that course and, They've made they've paid the full price for the book and they want to get some of their money back because they're not going to need that book anymore uh, because it was either an English class or uh, a mathematics class that they're that they're not going to use uh, towards their their end end game in uh, wherever they're going for for their uh, diploma degree or uh, further on in life so they'll actually try to sell and make money back to either buy another book or buy. Um, buy a sweatshirt or buy buy another game download or so whatever the person needs. So always I that was one of the main things that I I looked at was when I was looking for that. And sometimes the the bookstores will even buy back your books as long as in uh, well, I found out the hard way sometimes they release newer editions and your book is worthless and then you do have to try to sell it secondhand. So make sure you take a look at that or um, if you don't need the physical book, see if there's a downloadable version of the book. Like we talked about getting everything's technology nowadays. You can get download the PDF for your, your phone, your laptop, uh, a tablet. Sometimes there are even more of a discount for, uh, for, for the digital download because you, you don't have to actually have a physical, physical book and it'll save you time and save you um, energy later trying to carry that book around and figure out where you left your book. If it was at the library, if it was in the cafeteria, wherever it is, where wherever it should happen. Which brings me to another thing is one thing that I did when I was in college, I especially when I was living on campus and compared to living off of campus, was I knew a couple of my friends took the same class as me, but they were at different times. So I would actually pay a part of the book. Uh, we would deliver, uh, like if the book was 40 bucks, there's four of us in there. We each pay 10 bucks for the book. One or one of, uh, either myself or one of my friends would bought, bought the book and we shared it amongst ourselves. That was one of the best things I've ever done. And I've did that for like two, two and a half semesters until I graduated. So that is also something to look at. I look forward to as long as you're using the same books, the same ISBN numbers, doesn't matter if it's yours or if it's someone else, as long as you're not in the same class. Uh, that is highly, <laughs> highly bad if you share a book and you're in the same class with each other. The teacher kind of frowns upon that because you're not prepared. And they don't actually like if you pass the book back and forth either. either. I found out the hard way as well. So that that's another thing to actually look forward to is, is doing that. Um, the help with tuition um, or this can actually be for parents and and for uh, students themselves, either um, you're using private schools or, or public schools or college, any one of them is you can actually try to see if there's a way to lower your tuition bill. 
either by working on the campus, donating time, uh, uh, um, with grants, with anything uh, financial aid that's even available. So instead of being sticker shock at all the same thing, it's like, oh, okay, my first semester is $35,000. See if, they, if you can work towards that, uh, work on campus for a couple hours a week. And it'll actually look good on your on your resume as you do that as well when you're ready to get out of the schooling area era and you're ready to actually get in the job market. It's like, oh, okay, I worked at all these things and went to school and maintained my GPA. That says a lot about a person's uh, as a as a worker and their integrity. Plus, uh, it also lessens your your bill at the end because once you get the bill done, you know you're graduated. It's like they expect you to pay it back. So looking for these minor things uh, that actually help will actually help alleviate that will actually save you in the long run. Because once that bill is finalized and you're graduated, you can't go back and and, and work to try to see if you can lower it. You're either with it um, till it's paid off or whatever else happens or whatever could happen. So taking the time and actually researching that is one of the best things you can do is uh, talk to your admin officers or if there's a career person, career services person there, or even talk to you when your teachers, they might even know uh, because of even tutoring people. Sometimes even when you tutor people, uh, you, you can do it under the university or college or the high school and you're donating time. And that could actually be if you have a capstone and you're donating your time, you can also work towards that as well. Uh, some high school, most high schools now have, you have to do community service. Tutoring actually is considered to uh, part of community service because you're helping uh, someone out um, to better themselves and also make yourself better in, in the long run. So a couple of those things are actually uh, one of the best things to to look at and look towards while you're while you're in school. Uh, you can also look for grants. Uh, a lot if you go on uh, search the internet for grants, especially in your uh, field of study. Not so much on general general subjects and general studies, but if you're going for a lawyer, there might be a grant for that. There might be a grants for computer workers, uh, for doctors, for pre law, for criminal justice people. There's grants out there that will help you. All some need. You have to fill a form out. You might have to pay for, I know this is contradictory, but you might have to pay a form, pay for a form to get filled out for an application process. And um, you might have to do either have so many community hours or uh, write a paper saying why you would like this or why or how it will actually benefit you. All those things by doing that and apply, even applying for it uh, will actually help you out. One, because you did work. You did the work. You're making sure that you're looking out for yourself. And when people start seeing that, they 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 like that. They like seeing the initiative to do whatever it need, whatever you need to do to make yourself succeed. So, uh, also if uh, for parents out there, if you have one or more kid and a child in the same school, you might have actually ask them. It's like, hey, I already have so and so here, and they're this year in is there is there like a discount if i if my second child enrolls in this in your your academics uh there might be a discount for that and you might save on on the bill itself or 
another thing to do is instead of going to a prestigious school right off the bat, community colleges or earning credits while you're in high school, this actually comes more for high school f- folks because a lot of high schools now, they're very, kids are getting way smarter than what the curriculum is nowadays, especially in high schools and sometimes and actually in grade schools as well. Certain grade school systems actually offer this is see if you can take uh, ac- um, a- what they call AP classes or college prep classes or college classes while you're still in school uh, where you're at. If you're in, uh, going into high school, maybe you can get some credits transferred from when you're, you know, in your grade school to high school and from high school to college. I know a lot of my friends did that. I wish I did that as well. But uh, these are all great ideas to get started uh, while you're actually doing it right now. And I can't believe that uh, it's already going to be close to our second break. And we talked about saving money, budgeting, and actually saving money by taking pre-classes. So all these items here are actually, you know, they're overlooked or they're not made known well enough to people. And you actually have to go find these out. They do take work. They do take time. And once you get into these, uh, what these classes or you look into these classes and you look into these, um, these ways to save money on tuition, they pay off well above in the long run. And you're, college debt gets cleared up a lot faster your credit goes up more you're um you're not paying all the interest uh interest i think the last time i checked the interest was like three and a half percent i'll actually have to check on that for college loans and you know that that interest adds up really quick especially when you're borrowing sixty thousand dollars for college and all the and that sixty thousand could actually probably have been about fifty two thousand if you decided to work or if you had extra grant money or uh, if you found other ways to actually reduce the cost of it. So reducing the cost a thousand dollars will save you a lot of money in the later on when it's actually compounding and being added into the interest rates. And if the interest rate goes up, the debt still goes up. And the way everything is uncertain right now, when you decide to, when you're ready to get close to call, um, graduating, you want that debt as low as possible. We're actually going to take a break at the moment. Uh, we covered a lot of items so far. I'm going to come back with some more in the third part of this this uh, this show, and we're going to uh, explore some other items. Uh, stay tuned, and thank you for listening. And we'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. The latest business information is made simple with the Voice America Business Network. The professionals in the business world bring you live talk radio shows featuring an array of business topics, strategies for building wealth, sales and marketing, stock trading, investing, and business technology. Voice America business hosts are professionals in their fields and bring to the airwaves weekly business discussions that offer up-to-date information, advice, and education. The Voice America Business Network. The bottom line in business talk. Everyone deserves the opportunity to have access to the knowledge to make their own choices when it comes to where their money goes. Listening to Making More Money for You with Magnus Carter will give you that access. 
Investing isn't just for the wealthy. Making more money for you. Tuesdays at 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You're listening to Making More Money for You with Magnus Carter. If you have any questions for Magnus or his guests, join us on the show at 866-472-5789. That's 866-472-5789. Now back to the show. Here is Magnus Carter. Hi, everybody. Welcome back. Thank you for tuning back in or staying on hold while uh, we had a couple commercial breaks. Uh, before we went on commercial, <clears throat> we were talking about student loans and how you can actually doing the best ways you can to actually reduce that loan amount as, as much as you can and pay as little on interest as possible. I actually just looked up the interest rates on federal loans right now. Uns direct unsubstantial. Subsid uh, unsubsidized loans are 6.54%. Direct plus loans are actually 7.54%. That is a, those interest rates are ridiculously high, especially for a loan. So if you actually take $60,000, um, well, take $30,000 of that at 6.54%, you're going to be paying that off for at least 22 years. That's that's almost a mortgage rate. That's more than a mortgage rate. And if you take the other half, the other 30 at 7.54, you're going to be paying that as as much as well. So do your best, do whatever you can to try to lower that as much as you can. That's just coming out of uh personal experience for myself. I uh, I personally was working for a while. Uh, I went against what my accountant said to do because my intro when I graduated college, it was actually about three, 2.9% uh, federal loan rate. And it was about ready to jump to three and a half and almost 4%. I actually, when I left the job, I actually took my old 401k. I cashed it in and I paid it off. I got, I got taxed for it. Don't get me wrong. I took the hit on my, my uh, income tax, but having the peace of mind that that bill was paid off and it it jumping up to 6.54% was well worth it for me. I'm not saying to do that for you. I'm I'm just saying take take into consideration what's going to happen because that loan rate can actually go up some more. So just fair warning, do as much as you can while you're in school or even before you get into school, do as much as you can to lower that college bill. So we talked about that. We talked about the first part of the segment. First part of the show is uh, buying technology, uh, buying your school supplies, getting your mindset right, and also making somewhat of a schedule for yourselves. So uh, there's more to come about that in later shows. If you have any questions, please feel free to reach out. Uh, you can actually reach me on the the Facebook group, uh, Making More Money for You Facebook group. 
Uh, but right now, I want to talk a little bit to the teachers out there, to the professors, to the instructors that are that have a long road ahead of them for the school year. That um, getting back into things, uh, all, the whole discombobulation of hybrid schools, not hybrid schools, learning new technologies, learning how to use Zoom, keeping keeping kids' attention. That had to be one of the worst things ever was trying to figure out how to keep an elementary school child's attention while you're staring at a computer screen. Kudos to you folks out there. Um, you got through it. We're back here. We're actually getting back to some sort of normalcy of actually getting back into either a hybrid situation with schooling or a full-time in-person schooling. Thank you kindly for that. And for that is you have to... Uh, it was hard. I was actually an instructor myself. I taught networking classes at a local co- uh, community college for a couple, you know, for a couple terms. I understand what you're going through. Um, but that was a, quite a few years ago. But I, I couldn't even fathom what you guys, what teachers are going through right now. So to help you out is, I found some little neat things throughout my my career and as an IT person, as a, as an author and as a radio show host dealing with guests. And uh, actually the back end of the, of the whole show aspect of things is um, keep it fun. First and foremost, keep learning fun. Uh, keep your students engaged. I know this is one of the first things they teach you or somewhere along the line, you've learned this, but the last couple of years that probably took it out of you because of trying to make sure that the child learns and, to keep up and you know the stress level that you have right now was actually probably through the roof and couldn't even it was hard getting through the days but if you keep it fun and keep it engaging with your students i found uh the results show you have a better time with it you can go over the material quick um easy more easily and and quicker i i know uh, that's why i'm not an english major but <laughs> just to get the point across is uh, number one is keep it fun. Number two, uh, time management as always. You you have a certain amount of time. Use it wisely. Even even uh, the slightest distraction can take away from the time of learning and what you've actually prepared to do. And be flexible. One of the best things I found out f- with myself doing what I'm doing right now is being an author, working with other people and uh, throughout my career is when I learned to be flexible with plans, I know you have to, uh, the teachers have a curriculum that they have to get done for testing, for the, for grading, for, uh, for the school districts, for, for a national, national accreditation, whatnot. When you decide to be flexible with some of this stuff, taking more time to explain what a subject, uh, more of one subject to another subject is you make sure that the students actually get the best out of it and you get the best out of it as well because you're actually taking the time to explain it right the first time and making sure people, the the children or, or students in general, understand it and you work through it. And it it's a lot easier to review afterwards instead of constantly reteaching it four or five different times over and over again, because that leads to frustration, uh, degradation of, uh, of productivity, and you get further behind. Uh, another thing is there's so much technology out there and there's so many teachers 
that have been communicating with each other is the groups out there are are phenomenal. Uh, I used to be into a few of them. Uh, they were called um, what were they back then? Bulletin boards were actually small groups way back when. But I know there, there's Facebook groups out there now. There's support groups. There's um, even even in your own school. There's there's groups of of teachers that get together and talk and try to figure out ways to talk to people. Uh, especially if they had the same students when you switch classes, because that's when you get in the higher grades, you get more specialized instead of being a general teacher, teaching all the subjects, you're actually specialized, you're specializing in one or two subjects. Uh, even communicating with those teachers, with the same students, if they found something different that works with them and comparing notes with them. So you can actually take what they learned and apply it to what you're trying to teach. You know, it goes a long way. Uh, I've had that throughout my high school high school career as well and also through through college and i've done it as well as when i when i was being an instructor so we are actually one of the best things about this was one of the best things that i found when teaching was actually showing people how to when they when they actually understood the the conversations and topics and whatnot is it, it made it worthwhile because now you understand that they they understand that understand the material and they can apply the material uh just taking the time to make sure they can apply the material and from their point of view uh speaks speaks loudly and i've been finding that over and over again with with writing books and with the content of these shows that people are responding to this and uh, more i'm seeing more and more listeners tune in and sharing this this um this radio show whether it's in a podcast form or if it's live, it, it doesn't matter is the content's out there and the information and content that I'm putting into these items is the same. I'm trying to be as consistent as possible. Uh, actually trying to go a little bit more from the last show to the next show. So I understand that as being teachers that you, that you are doing that some days are more frustrating than other days, but you are, overcoming it and before we know it time is flying by so fast that before you it's christmas break already and then you actually have to go back and review everything that you've already talked about and keeping notes uh, keeping great notes uh i talked about sharing notes and whatnot but keeping great notes of what actually works door in certain subjects and you can apply those notes to other parts of what you're teaching for later and upcoming subjects as well, new material, and even bringing that back for um, employing it into your next next school year. You know, taking what you learned from the previous year and a building upon it. That was one of the best things that I've learned um, going through the the whole schooling thing. And college was the same way. Um, caring about your students shows greatly, and they will actually do the work. And showing it when you're engaged compare and making them engaged, it, it makes makes things happen. Um, but um, and it, it feels good. Actually, I talked to a bunch of my prior profs and I still talk to my old college folks, um, college professors and instructors and uh, faculty as well. And keeping in touch with them and finding out what's going on, uh, it makes it puts things in perspective, not only on a small field of what you've done or what you are doing in life, but it also shows that what that person has impacted on 
uh, on my life in general or the your students' lives. Uh, I, I've, you know, when my teachers used to tell me that all the time that they would come back, students would come back, and I didn't understand it till actually doing it myself. So keep keep at it, keep doing what you're doing, uh, and I appreciate everything that uh, all the instructors do. Uh, and for the students out there, be patient with your teachers. They are still in the same boat you are in, trying to cover and trying to cover all the material. Uh, and if you don't, it's no crime or it's not bad if you don't understand what they're communicating with them. Take the time out of your schedule. Talk to them for five minutes outside of class. And, you know, that five minutes will save you years later on and actually make things a lot easier for yourself. That's it for the show today, folks, uh, everybody. You know, we went through getting ready for the school year, you know, scheduling, technology. We went through budgeting, uh, how to lower that student loan if you're going into college or if you have tuition for, for multiple children or a child. Um, if you're paying for schooling for um, the younger grade schools. And, you know, teachers and instructors out there, we had this, I had to get them in, involved on in this because being on both sides of the desk, not a lot of people understand what the teachers go through and bringing that to light and actually show, you know, they're not there to make your life difficult. They're actually there to make sure you understand the material uh, and apply the material in your life. So uh, th that concludes my show for this week. Next week, I have actually an author on, on deck and his name is Joe Templin. And he, uh, he wrote the book everyday excellence. Uh, we're going to talk about that book, how it changes life, how it's changing people's life. And we're going to also take uh, into consideration how uh, his journey in life as well. So thank you for tuning in. Uh, as always, I am Magnus Carter. If you have any questions, please reach out. I, I'll be glad to answer any questions if you if I miss a topic or if you want to see a topic. Uh, join my Facebook group, Making More Money for You. It's on Facebook. It's a, it's a group. Uh, you have to answer a couple questions. And if you're looking to start saving money today for a better tomorrow, my books are on Amazon and all other fine retailers. Uh, any questions, please let me know. I'll, that's the show for today, folks. Enjoy, enjoy what's left. Uh, enjoy your Labor Day weekend. Thanks for listening to Making More Money for You with Magnus Carter on the Voice America Business Channel. We look forward to the next show where we will be making more money for you. Until then, have a fantastic week. 